and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. And welcome to the third and final installment of Greg's Walt Disney World Trip Report from August of 2006. Before we get started, as usual, we're going to go over some housekeeping items. Please send us an email at mike at micecast.com or greg at micecast.com. And you can leave us a voicemail at 206-600-MICE. That's 206-600-6423. And we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get right back into it. So anyways, we go, we get all, you know, and I'm all, you know, psyched up. My back's feeling good. Got the back brace on. Sit down. Got the video camera out. Ready to go. You can zip up there to where they check the uh, uh, seatbelts. Seatbelts. I've turned my hat around so it won't get blown off. Take your hat off. I'm like, well, I, I've got to turn it around. Take your hat off. What? I'm like, okay. So, yeah. you know, I ride. I turn my hat around on Screaming. I turn it around on Space Mountain. Uh, I've turned it around on Rock and Roller Coaster. I've never lost a ball cap turned backwards on a Disney thrill ride. We got a. a Quick tangent, we got on Splash Mountain when we went on Thursday, right? My son and I are both wearing ball caps. The guy says, as, as the log's being dispatched, he goes, oh, don't forget to turn your hats around. Yep. That's all he had to anyway, say. So there was another nasty cast member. And hey, you know, no, the, the funny thing is, someone raised their voice at me like that, I'd be, excuse me? I, I kind of look at uh, I, I was like, you don't really have time to... You, you're locked in your car now trying to move. I said, I'm like, yeah, but still, listen. excuse I me. I know, I... I, I've only had a few times when I've got been out of shape enough to actually make a complaint. And even when I did that, you know, the one time with Pirates, we didn't really complain as much as I plead my case. Like, you know, I've been here three times. But anyways, just my son's like, I'll, I'll put it through my wrist and hold it. Like, okay, thanks, because I'm videotaping. Managed to grunt and bear it through that ride. I was a little worried, you know, that the, the rough ride part and then the, the slamming on the brakes bit. Uh, got out on the, the loop, and I think we got up to about 64 miles an hour, and I'm just like, grunting it out. Did okay. So then we walked, and we had a fast passes to, you know, Mission Space. We're like, okay, we'll go on the wussy version. And the green team, I think it's called. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's green green for, you know, you get green and you're going to puke. Uh, but we went, went on the green team, got to watch Gary Sinise real closely read his cue cards. <laughs> and since everybody's mentioned that, I had to look really close. And sure enough, you could tell, right? You know, his eyes dart back and forth a few times. Okay, so what? Maybe he did read a teleprompter or whatever. Who gives a crap? I like Gary Sinise. I'll give him a bit of a yeah, break. Yeah, well, I, okay. Well, I like it, but it's just, you know, when it's so... It, it, it wasn't... I didn't think it was... Maybe I'm... Call me naive. I didn't think it was that obvious where it hangs me up over the whole experience. Okay. So, you know, they made a few slight changes to the spiels because of the green team thing. But he... he not in his. It's you, I think it's the, the little Indian woman that does her little um, real in-depth thing. So, I almost thought you were getting on the full experience. You know, I'm thinking, wait, we did pick the right <laughs> side, right? Because uh, I, I asked the guy out in front, because they, you know where the, the the ball, the 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 moon is, where it shows mm-hmm. all the landings? Yeah, yeah. Okay, right before you got to that, there's cast members with, you know, green team, red team, uh, little cards, or whatever, two colors. And I asked him, I said, I have a bad back, what would you suggest? The green team? Like, uh... Okay, sure. And I'm thinking when we asked when we were there last time about the girl with us who's got uh, heart murmur, they were definitely clear on saying, I don't even suggest you go on this. Here I'm walking up and they've got a tame version and the intense version. I'm telling them I've got a serious back problem. What does he suggest? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, you can go on either. All right, well, I took the green one. I figured I wanted to check out and see what the wuss version was like anyways. So... Because I remember, I like this ride. I yes, I miss Horizons too, but I dig this ride. I thought it was pretty cool. Except uh, you know the CGI video is a little weak, but uh. so we go on it and they show you some pictures of what it's going to be like in it. I kind of want to equate this to like Star Tours, where they're pistons and you know hydraulics to kind of tilt it, move it, and tip it. Doesn't spin, but you get movement. I there was still a little bit of sensation of movement when you. Excuse me. When you are launched, little bit when you're supposed to go to weightlessness, so you still had some sensation. It's all got to be done like with Star Tours, where it's partly the the visual you get with yep. the little bit of the motion. 
Um, and you can see when you walked in, I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention, maybe you did when we went on it, on the spinning one, whether or not it had uh, hydraulics to tip it sideways and forwards. Uh, I don't remember. That much. But I definitely noticed this time on this one that it looked like it had hydraulics to move it like left and right, frontwards, backwards, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's... It's not the intense version, but I still enjoyed it. I expected it to be far worse than what it ended up being. Because when I heard they were doing this, you know, we did that yeah, podcast. Yeah. I'm like, this, this blows. But, you know, I've always said I wish there was ways for people who have no accessibility to attractions because of physical conditions to experience an attraction. It's, this is a pretty close second to, you know, experiencing an attraction that a lot of people don't like anyways. Uh, so, anyways, we did that, and we had our Rosen Crown, and I see Lou and Earl and Vacation Fiance standing in the pub. I walk in without the kids, so, you know, bars out here, you don't take kids in. I'm like, uh, we allowed to bring the kids in? And Earl's like, this is Disney. Yeah, you bring them on in. So, right as they all walk in, my buzzer goes off. For the Rosen Crown, so we got to say hi, shake some hands, nice to see you. Um, I'm sure we'll be here through, you know, uh, the show, so we may not see you again. He's like, don't worry, we'll throw things at you. <laughs> and I had asked to sit by or outside. The guy says, I can't guarantee it. We're full tonight, so I'm, I'm expecting to be. He says, don't worry, everything in, everything here has a good view of the show. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh crap, you know. Anyways, they walked us right down to the water. Got a, you know, waterfront view right on the edge. That's awesome. Get a, get a nice waiter from Glasgow, Scotland. And we finally asked him where he was from because my wife's like, ah, he sounds a little more Scottish than English. So we're like, so, you know, where's your Irish from? And he <laughs> said, no. He said, no, where are you from? So we started striking up some conversations and asking what clan he belonged to, telling what clan we belonged to and, and all that. And had a good chit chat and earlier in the day we had watched the wicked tinkers for a while and videotaped them a little bit and i had to go up to canada I mean, this is digressing a little bit because uh, uh breakfast breakfast club character breakfast had had a rant about being able to see the uh, soren building up uh-huh. in uh, canada so i was really ex- i actually thought he was looking at the wrong thing i thought he was looking at that that big building or whatever it is between Canada and uh, United Kingdom. I haven't figured out what it's for other than maybe a parade building. I haven't figured what it is. I, but it wasn't that. You can actually see a little bit of the soaring building. Not so much by his rant. I would have thought there was this huge structure yeah. just standing out. Uh, the trees could be a little more full and you wouldn't even notice it. Yeah, the so color I'm of the building could have paint, been painted a little different shade of a color. But you know, for, at first walking up I'm like, what? this guy must have been high. But, yes, yeah. you can see the show. So I, I somewhat agree with that. But that was one of the things that I went to Disney World this year to go look at this ramp. Because I thought, wow, that's, he's really excited about this. i got to go see what this is about. All right. So you, you, you stayed at your table to watch Illuminations? Oh, yeah. We hadn't even had, shoot, we didn't even have dessert until Illuminations was over. Oh, okay. And that's pretty I awesome, have, isn't it? Uh, you know what? We're not a big firework. No, no. I mean, the, know, whole, the whole thing shit. of sitting there, chewing your steak... Or whatever you got. Well, there's yes. a well, there's a fireworks show going on right there. I don't know. I just you know, Illumina- yes. this version of Illuminations I'm less than excited about. I like the original, but that whole the whole the whole package I think is a is pretty cool. Now it, it was cool. It was nice. It, the weather was nice. We had a cool breeze. Um, the food was awesome. Yes, the food well, very tasty. Okay. I had fish and chips. What? Okay. Okay, it's 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 England, you dumb shit. Yeah, okay, fish but there's chip. a fish and chip counter. Which right was there. closed. Right there. Which was closed. Why was it a, closed? It had a you know, the Disney wall around it. Oh for refurbishment. That closed. Oh, that's too yeah. bad. Okay. Um it was the biggest freaking piece of fish you've ever seen. Uh one piece that had to be a foot and a half, two feet long. It's <laughs> a big ass piece of fish. The best, and you know, I asked the guy. You know, yeah, of course, you want to think that the cast members are playing this up a little bit. I'm like, I'll take the fish and chips. It's all, he says. I've been to whatever. I forgot the name of the fish and chip um, um, company. Oh, 
Yeah. Then, then it's like somebody says, I've been there when I went to England. He says, oh, this is just as good as the original. And, of course, you know, he could be. Oh, you know, by the way, I digress. The, you know, the, the, the eatery we ate at Epcot last time, Nine Dragons, which my wife and I rated as the absolute worst Chinese food we've ever had. Yes. Rates a 7, 8, and a 6. Oh, from, gosh. Yeah, see, everybody's palate is different. I, I don't know that you can trust these ratings in some of these restaurants. Um, where's the Rose and Crown? Because I wonder... Their Rose and Crown review is is actually kind of midland too. Sixes and sevens. Seven, six, and yeah. Um, but I wonder. See, they say heck is a place where the cooks are English, but food in this is boisterous. Crowd pub is quite nice. So it's quite nice, but yet they give it. I don't know what to get. To, what, oh shoot, what do they do for an eight, nine, and ten in here? Um, anyways, it was really good. Now my son had the the steak, and he asked for it. my wife's. You know. She's one of those people where rare food makes her ill. She doesn't like to handle red meat. Not that she doesn't like to eat it, but she doesn't want pink. She, you know, I don't want it bleeding. She doesn't want to see pink. And so she's got this thing about, you know, you know, brainwashing the kid to, you know, get medium well. Well, he doesn't like it when he can taste the grill on it where it's been, you know, blackened a little bit. So it had a little bit of that. He kept bitching that, it, you know, he could taste the grill on it or, the, you know, the little bit of the the charcoal, uh, you know what I'm saying, the gristle or whatever. So when I tried it, wasn't it definitely wasn't filet mignon. I forgot what it was. No, uh, it's what not filet mignon. I, I, it's a, is it a New York steak? Is yeah, it it's York? A, it's, yeah, it's like a New York type steak. It's that type of cut. Um, you know, uh, it says it's an American ribeye. <sighs> you know, anyway, I tried it, you know, after having the filet mignon at the uh, teppanyaki definitely not the same. He probably should have had it medium. i got to talk her out of this, you know. I, I try to do it this way. I ask, because every restaurant cooks differently. Yes. What, what, What is your pink in the middle? What is your bloody red? What is your no pink? Because he was a little disappointed with his steak, but after having filet mignon for lunch, who, could, who wouldn't be disappointed? Uh, my wife had fish and chips, and we were both like, this is the best fish and chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had the fish and chips from the counter, and it's it's pretty dang tasty. Oh, real we'll, tasty. We'll probably, it's probably one of those things we'll always try to do when we go to Florida is go to the fish counter, the fish and chips counter, and get their stuff. Yeah, and I and I had a, um, I forgot what the dessert was. It was uh, apple with, crispy. With, with the ice cream caramel. on top, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> and... Um, Anyways, it was, it was very fun. The the waiter stopped and talked to us quite a bit, and I thought, God, this, this he must be kind of new. It's, it's kind of slow, and he apologized a couple of times. It took a while and gave him the Disney card for the dining plan, and um, he apologized that they were slow inside, ringing things up. So a lot of times we were waiting. He said he said the, the kitchen was busy and they were just you know being a little slow, but he was asking you know you know where are we from? Oh, you're the second California people you know talked to today that are leaving like tomorrow. He says, once you guys are gone, it's only going to be the English here. <laughs> and I'm like, so it must be the English break of schools oh. or whatever they're doing. But, you know, we were not the only Californians. We ran into this a couple times where it, they were mentioning that uh, people from California who were leaving back because school was starting. But, you know, excuse me, all the East school schools were in. But we did notice a, a, a fair amount of English or Australian people. So it must be some of their break time. All right, so you did illuminations and that was it. Yeah, and then I was—I'm just amazed. I noticed this twice. I noticed this in Epcot. Park officially closes, let's say, at nine, right? Illumination goes off at nine, I think. Mm-hmm. We could have so illuminations runs for what, ten, fifteen minutes? I don't know, maybe twenty. Maybe twenty. We're still eating. There was absolutely no rush for you to leave. People were still eating their dinner. When we walked out, park is closed. We we still see people in some of the shops, and we didn't finally make it to the shops in time to, to actually get in ourselves because it was close to 10 before we left the uh, Rosen Crown. I'm just amazed. There's like people are still walking towards the Rosen Crown as we're leaving. No one's rushing them out by any means. Uh, I just found that odd. Very Even in Mama, Mama Rosa's, we, that was the last thing we did, or Mama Melrose. At that park, because we ate close to closing, people are still eating there. The park is closed. 
you hear the closing announcements, people are still eating. People are getting their first course, you know, and they're still eating. Yeah, but they're closing attractions and they're starting their. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Attractions are closed. There's got to be people making sure you walk out the right way. Um, but you know how it's not been uncommon at Disneyland to see restaurants close an hour or two. Yes. Or, or, or stop taking ki- people. All kinds in. of crap closing way before. Yeah. 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 So uh, that was it for the day, and we had our first and only sit-down meal at Grand Floridian the next morning. We had ta- uh, a table service left over because uh, of Augustine. The girl didn't eat at the Teppanyaki. She went over to uh, um, the Liberty Inn for another hot dog. <clears throat> but so we used that at. Um, what was it called? Citros, I think it's called. It was a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's character. Part of it might be character breakfast at some time. Well, that that's six. What? Well, that's well, that's no, it's not Victorian Albers because that's the high end one. Maybe it was a Grand Floridian. Um, I don't know. Whatever. We we it was a real nice breakfast. Um, uh, it was the only sit down breakfast we had. Usually, if anything, we grabbed something at the the quick service food court. Or, I you know my, I just I'm not a big breakfast guy, but uh, I came back with all this eating. I came back ten pounds lighter than I went, which I can't figure out since you know I pretty much ate a lot. But you walked but a lot. I walked a lot. I drank far more water than I ever drink because it's hotter uh, than hell there. Yeah, hell that's that's a nice way to put it. So day seven, I've kept the car yet again. Uh, ran actually this is the day we made one last stop at downtown Disney for some shopping I had to get that expensive leather jacket before I left and a few other little trinkets so we managed to get over there and limping all the way I thought I felt really good in the morning we had it we tried to get to Animal Kingdom by opening got there a little after opening got right over to the safari and no wait. It said 10 minutes. It took us 10 minutes to walk, you know, at the entrance the, of the, the queue. The whole queue, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I looked over at my wife and said, it's going to be 10 minutes of walking. So we got up there, you know, waited a half a second to get on our car. And, God, could they have made that ride any bumpier on purpose? <laughs> so, of course, the whole time she's worrying that I'm dying over there. I managed to videotape quite a bit of it. And here's going to be one of my videotaping bitches. Um... Uh, I'm on my last mini-DV tape I have with me. I took eight with me. I'm down to my last 12 or 13 minutes. So trying not to pause, want to catch all the audio. Didn't end up catching quite all of it. And had a minute or two left when we got off. And it was a bumpy ride. And I, again, practicing all those you know muscle control things. Came off of it feeling achy but pretty good walk through that uh, that walk with the Tigers again because the kids hadn't seen it the other day when we went it. They were all cool and jazzed by that. Walk over to Everest. says 20 minutes and I know I've got to get my rental car back by 12 12.05 or something like that. And I, I haven't I've driven all the way to St. Augustine back. I haven't put any gas in it. Actually I put a dollar I think in it after we went to uh, Typhoon Lagoon because it was on empty saying low range. Just wanted to make sure you know the fumes would get me back and forth around the property because I prepaid the gas. Okay. I didn't want to put anything in it if I didn't have to. Uh, I know some people suggest not to do that, but we knew we were doing a lot of driving and you know, figure if we could stretch it out. Um, so I, we got up to Everest. So I'm like, I I want to, but I, it just doesn't feel good. I, I might go through. I might not. I mean, I might not make it. I might. And I was severely PO'd, but I didn't go on it. So discretion was a better part of valor here. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, because I knew I was flying that day. Yeah. Uh, we, we were going to try to do all four parks on the last day, and I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so the kids went, we saw the wait. I'm like, oh, shoot, wait. Oh, and we had actually, downtown Disney was after this. Um, so the kids went, all three of them, the kids, the wife, everybody went into the single rider line, managed to all get on the same train, different seats, but same train. We're on and off in less than 10 minutes. Walked out, pissed off. And by now I've went to two different shops looking for mini-DV tapes. 
Nobody's got him. So went to downtown Disney. No mini DV tapes there. Um, so really? now we're in the mat. Yeah. So now I've taken the car back. They've dropped us back off at of Grand Floridian. Uh, and this is where I can say the Grand Floridian, even we were waiting around for valet because we kept the car. How you doing? Where are you from? Where are you going? What are you doing? Today? I mean, the friendliest people, like I say, get cavities from the, the sickening friendly. I mean, they weren't uh, bye bye and all this yeah. you know, <laughs> real sick, sick stuff, but they were overly over. I mean, it was really nice. It, it wasn't annoying. It was just, wow, you don't get this at the value resort, you know. So, um, at this point, we went to the Magic Kingdom. We figured, oh, you know, the camera shop in the Magic Kingdom's got to have many DV tapes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> They've got Hi8 coming out of the Yin Yang. They've got video memory or a, a memory cards yeah. all over the place um, of varying sizes. They've got the little mini uh, DVDs for the DVD cameras. Not a freaking mini DVD tape in the place. And they kind of looked at me like mini DVD, you know. And I showed them the camera and showed them, the, no, no, we don't, we don't carry those here. I'm like, Crap! And I asked, I said something to Richard today because he stopped by the house. He says, yeah, we have them all over the park. So I could not find them, you know. I'm glad it it came down to the last day. Um, so yeah. I've got about or eight hours. Have, or you'd have had to go in town or something. Or yeah, I would have had to go in town. I would have been really seriously whizzed. So things drew out a little longer. We got in the Magic Kingdom, you know, twelve thirty or so. And decided that we just, instead of trying to get to the last two parks on the buses and all that, uh, that we would just stay in the Magic Kingdom because we had to be back for the Magical Express by 4:30. For a 7:30 airplane. For the 7:30 airplane. Okay. Yes. And you know, and they say approximately three hours before your flight. You know, they hang that little thing in your door, Magical Express, blah 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 blah. So I get up to the little concierge thing outside where you give them your little tag for your checked luggage and all that. Because, you know, all the luggage that was um, going on the airplane, we already had our boarding passes. That's I like that yeah, about Magical Express. the resort check-in, yeah. You resort check-in. So I've got all my boarding passes. They've taken my check-in luggage. It's all gone. All I got to do is give the bell service my uh, uh, carry-on. And the guy forgot to bring my camera out. Oh, I wouldn't say I almost missed the bus because I just told him the, the guy's over getting my my computer because it had been in the lockup. Um, but, again, everybody's nice and friendly, but the, the girl at the little belt desk says, oh, they, it's either the 425 bus or the 505. I just feel oh, 730 flight, be there, and, you know, 430. It was really 425. Luckily, we got there about 4, so we were all prepared. Everybody hit the, the John for one last time and, you know, did all that, but I tell you, the one thing about staying at a, at a, deluxe. At a deluxe is a deep pocket helps because, <laughs> you know, I just felt like I, I had the tip. You know, this is part of what these guys do, the services. You've you got to dig in and pull some green out now and then. So then it's like, okay, what I've always heard, you know, like for a bell captain, something like that, uh, a sky cap, a dollar a bag. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it's up to two now. So, so I did a dollar a bag. But, you know, at the Value Resorts, you can park almost in front of your room, you know. Uh, not at the Deluxe, at least not at the Grand Floridian. There was no parking up close. You actually had to go out of the parking lot, you know, through a gate, um, and across the street, and there was a parking lot where I think also cast members park, because we'd see cast members walking out. And you had the, you know, so in the rain, that would be... You know, pretty darn inconvenient. I did that once, and it wasn't raining when we dropped it off. But when we came back, it was raining, so I said, "Screw this valet." Okay, so now, do you just tip the guy you're picking up the car from, or do you tip the guy you're giving the car to? No, no, at the same I, you time? never. I, you know, my valet experience is that when your car gets delivered to you <laughs> with everything in it and still in one piece, then you slip the guy a couple bucks as you get in and drive off. Yeah. Well, so, I, I I agree with that. And I also think about the, now of course this is a rental car, but he doesn't necessarily know that. Um, if you give them a few bucks, maybe they'll park it closer. Have you ever wondered when you're in Vegas, oh, well, you, always, you always see the few cars that are yeah, right there ready to go? And they're high-end cars, yeah, the Ferraris or the Rolls, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah or, the bigger, the bigger Merce- or the bigger Mercedes, bigger uh, BMWs, you know. So, you know, I, I ended up tipping both ways. And usually, I usually tip the five, not knowing what okay, the yeah. proper amount is. Okay, there you go. Was, so. Deep pocket certainly helps if you're doing that. 
Yeah, so five bucks every time I valet in and out. Um, of course, the bell captain come picked up all our crap. Ten bucks. And then, okay, now i got to get it out of bell service again. Well, this time I figured half my bags are gone, so then I cut that one in half. Um, so, you know, bag drop-offs, this and that. You know, guy comes to your room, helps you out. You know, you're out tipping the, the maid every... In Vegas, i got to say, I never tipped a maid in my life until I started going up there with Richard. Oh, no, you should tip her when you leave. I'm like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> they made the bed, so what? And now I learned, though, through the, the, the Rusty Scupper at the Disney Resorts that you should you know, tip a dollar a person in the room. Yep. And I found that when I was at the Valley Resorts, when I did that, you know, the service seemed to get a little better and better. They, they you make know, the, the little towel animals and shit. The little yeah. towel animals. You got a few extra towels. You're, you're, it seemed a little more taken care of. Excuse me. There were four people in our room. We did five bucks a day uh, tipping there. Now this time, I, 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 everything was off this trip. Last trip, I had envelopes pre-printed, pre-stuffed with money. <laughs> I found them on one of the Disney planning sites. You know, it said, what do they call their their maid service? Um, like uh, mouse service? I don't know. They have some cute name yeah, for they it. Have. And they had the little characters on it. And I had them printed up, and I had money pre-stuffed in it, so I didn't have to think about it. Well, this time I was always looking. Like, oh, I need to go make some change. And I was turning the little the little paper uh, tops off the glasses in the room and writing thank you on it, and, you know, <laughs> and putting the five dollars below it. Um, now I gotta say, here's my comparison. This this room is supposedly a lot bigger. Okay, I, you know, I know a lot of people are kind of down on the value resorts, the size of the room and all that. Uh, you know, this room is larger. It's got two queen size beds. Uh, the TV they had this little like. Um, day bed thing bathrooms a little bigger two sinks a little more private in the bath area you know you can see the sink in the value resort yeah if you're just looking for a place to crash you don't use a lot of the amenities uh the, would the extra money be worth it i don't think so um, you know the having the queen size beds were nicer than the full i think it was full size in the value uh, i have to recheck the the planner book to see but i think it was um but here's some things that i did like about the hotel i mean the, the room was really nice i got I, don't get me wrong it's you know not much better well i take that back i was gonna say not much better than the holiday inn but it's um the amenities is nice the, these buildings were, were pretty well done but what you had is a 24-hour pool you know 24-hour food service you know, people around to help you do everything. We had our own wharf to take. We took one of those little um, water sprites out, or whatever they call them now, once. Uh, so we did some of that. But if you're just looking for a place to hang your hat and crash every night, a value resort, I, I still is do the as, high in my, as high on my list to do that. Like, when you know, I'm going back for Mouse Fest, just me. I'll go crash in the uh, All-Star and not think twice about it. Now the wife, when we're, we're probably gonna go back again next year at the same time, we think we're decided just to to do that again, um, Floridian or maybe Yacht and Beach Club. So she's she's got a kind of a taste for that and probably wants to do it again. So the, and then so on the last day, <clears throat> we end up staying at the Magic Kingdom for the rest of the day. Did some rides again that we had done before. Space Mountain had broken down, so the kids had a fast rest for that, and then. Didn't end up getting to write it. Now, here's something that whizzed me off, though. We went. The kids were going to go on Splash. I, I decided not to. Back issues, all that. Her cell phone died. We couldn't. We thought, God, this is taking a long time. Maybe we missed them. We talked about going to the Pirates, so we thought we'd go over and see if they were in the Pirate Shop. The parade started. Mm. You know, there, there's no way to get across that stupid parade in Frontierland. I, we walked all the way. They do have a nice little wharf. You know, it's right by the the water, which I kind of remember the old days when it just uh, the edge of the river was very, say, untamed. It just it just went down into the the river. Now they've got this kind of wharf you can walk on. I think that's only for crowd control to get down past parades and all that. We got all the way down to this ice cream cart across from Diamond Horseshoe Review, and I asked this kid, I said, "Is there any way to get across this parade?" 
He's like, not not in this area. So I, I don't know anywhere anywhere else. But we couldn't get across. No we crossovers were, or anything. There were there were no crossovers. Now I don't know if this is normal or because of the time of year. I said, well, do you know how much longer this parade is? Ah, I don't think any more than ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like looking at him, going, can you tell by which floats are here how much longer? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. But that I thought that was really dumb. I'm so used to the parade routes at Disneyland having. See, I can think of at point. least what three or four crossovers in an average parade uh, uh, to get a, hub, to get across. The hub by Alice. Yep. Uh, down on Main Street yeah. and at Center Street. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple, at least a couple, three crossovers. So that was a bit troubling. But we ended up all hooking up together again and. Decided and the last year we hit all four parks on the last day. This time I, I I was having a hard time getting around, so we just decided not um, to try that and say to the Magic Kingdom. And again, like last year, it it poured rain on us on the last day, and <coughs> so we decided, you know, let's get lunch. We had a table service or a counter service left. We ate at Casey's at the end of Main Street. Yeah, I know where that is. Another fine, plump, juicy wiener uh, <laughs> that was outstanding. The problem was it was raining so freaking hard. Everybody was looking for cover. No yeah. place to sit there. Um, no, you know, of course, the place is right outside. Nobody wanted to sit because it was raining. So we, what we did is we walked over to the noodle station, which was closed again. I've never seen that place open. Um there's enough cover there, though they had most of the seating covered up. They didn't have they that. Had, didn't have that cheesy uh, table service thing going on inside there. No, um, it was closed and it was blocked off. Only the area that you can kind of use as a walkway to get to Tomorrowland. All that lower section was open and it's dry. So we went and parked the kids over there, found out what they wanted. The wife and I went back, got the food. By the time we got all the fixings on them, get ready to walk. It's dry. It was a it, no, 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 no. It was you know a light. Rain with a few heavy drops when we went in. The time it's ready to go out, it's a torrential rain. <laughs> yeah. We did happen to have the umbrellas with us because we uh, somehow managed to get them there with us. So we're trying to walk two people with two loads of food with an, an umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> and so I finally got it and said, Give me the stupid umbrella. She had it around her wrist. So we're trying to work that off right there by the Plaza Inn. And. Uh, got that off I'm kind of almost holding it vertically or horizontally because the rain's coming down at that kind of an angle and hard trying to keep the food dry and get over there and and here's a here's another big moan about the parks at Disney World maybe Disneyland's like this I haven't noticed it but it was really especially bad at uh, MGM with the art deco stuff is there's tile everywhere in the bathrooms oh slippery as hell and it's a rainy place, and it is, yes, slippery as hell. And the, the walkways uh, in this noodle station area were very slick. So we're trying not to slip and slide, carry two loads of food with the umbrella. Uh, and I noticed that that was really bad at uh, Animal, excuse me, I mean, MGM too. And, and it was wet all the time because it was rain a lot, enough to keep it wet. And you had to be careful of your footing. It was slippery. All right, so... You had to. I'm gonna fast forward here because you know we're. <laughs> this is a marathon freaking show, man. <laughs> um, but you caught your airplane was at 7:30. You caught the airplane the four, was supposed caught, to be at 7:30. Caught the 4:30 bus. Got the got airport the, at 5:15 or something. Something like that. Sat everybody down. Um, waited for a while. Didn't want to eat too early. And thought we'd go get something. To eat. Our flight had already been delayed to eight. And they told us that they were waiting for a pilot to get oh, in, and he was running late. Shoot. So then some more confusion starts to go because they had moved the flight to LaGuardia from our gate to another gate. And then they were trying to switch uh, Vegas, uh, telling us that we were getting a change of equipment and pilots were going to go over to the gate where the Vegas flight was supposed to go. And then they changed that to another one. So we ended up getting a different aircraft, different flight crew. Well, we got the same stewardess crew. But new pilots on a different plane. We didn't leave till probably 8:30. Oh wow! And here's where I get to play paranoid racist. I get on the plane, and we had two different sections. We, though we were sitting across, we had three people 
you know, three of, three of my party was on one side of the plane, and I was across the aisle in the same row. So we have two different sections when they're calling you by sections to go sit down. Uh-huh. So my son and I, though I'm going to sit in this aisle on the other side, my real ticket was for, you know, the lower section. So I said, I told my wife, we'll go in first, try to make sure we got an overhead baggage, because I'm the type that puts nothing under my seat. If I can get right on the plane first thing, I put sure. everything in overhead and make them tell me to put something below rather than sit with something below my feet. Get in there, and the guy sitting next to the window is early 20-something, Middle Eastern, to the best of my knowledge. Stinks. Ha- no, doesn't, no, okay. doesn't stink. Okay. Has a um, <laughs> blanket already covering him up. What? So so I'm thinking, what's he hiding? Yeah. He's, got a, he's got an iPod hanging on the back of the seat in front of him. Nothing plugged into it. So I'm already paranoid. I'm sitting down. He he makes eye contact with another man that could possibly be African American, black, maybe, you know, um, maybe Middle Eastern, short cropped hair. Hey, glad to see you made it on the plane. A bunch of different stuff. I'm like, okay. And I'm, I think I'm not gonna say anything to the wife. I'm just gonna sit here, and I'm on alert like the whole flight, and I'm dead tired. My back hurts. I'm trying to stay awake. Put in the Poseidon. Figure, why not put a good disaster movie on when you're flying? Um, so I'm watching that on the little screen in front of me. Constantly, out of the corner of my eye, looking at this guy. There's nobody sitting in between us. The flight wasn't full. My kid moved into a row that was empty, laid across three seats. And no one's, none of the flight crew seemed to care. No, they don't. And um, not on a flight that's not full. So, in fact, they encouraged us if they wanted to, people wanted to spread out to do that. Um and he was caught, and he, well, one time he removed his shoes, and I caught a little bit of a whiff there, but that would be normal for anybody. But I'm th- so now my mind goes to gel inserts on shoes. <laughs> you know, did he did he get did he get the anal probe coming through, or did the gray-haired old lady and the blonde beach bimbo get the anal exam while he cruised through uh, the security briefing? He was constantly moving around under his blanket, either tugging on his pants. Tugging on something. Like, tugging on something. Could have been assembling something under his blanket. He never plugged the um, earphones into his iPod, though he did plug them into the seat rest, you know, for the, the onboard behavior. stuff. Well, maybe his iPod was out of juice. Yeah, he was... Occasionally he would chew on his um, his um, cord, and then the, the, the section that had the volume adjustment on his cord, that went in his mouth a couple times. Something okay. What could be in here? He picked his nose a few times. Okay. Why is he you know, nervous? You know what? Yeah, exactly. He wiped his forehead a few times. Then he went in to get into a bag. He pulled out a like a not quite finished Caesar chicken salad. So then I thought, okay, do fundamentalist Muslim extremist types eat Caesar chicken salad? Um, <laughs> all this stuff's going through my head. I'm God, I'm, and I'm dead tired, and I can't keep my. So I look over, you know, Obviously. corner of my eye a lot to see what he's watching. Obviously, it was know. nothing. So right, I turn you... on MSNBC and CNN, making sure you know, uh, see if anything's happening in the world. I'm thinking already we're delayed an hour. So if there's anything, oh, and this is the kicker. He put his tray down. He put his watch, took his watch off, laid it on the tray. And he kept looking at his watch. And occasionally, you know, they have the onboard flight thing where you can see where you are in yeah, the yeah. world as you're flying. Yeah. He kept putting that on. I'm like, fuck. Oh. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> I'm like, this is starting to bother me. My kid ended up going in the row behind me and laying over three seats. So occasionally I'd turn around to look at him to see how he was doing so I could get a real good view of this <laughs> guy sitting by the window. Yeah. And I, the whole time I'm not going to say a thing to my wife. I think she's going to be, that'll make she's her more paranoid than yeah. flying. So I finally, I couldn't help it. I fell asleep. I'm like, I woke up and the iPod's not hanging on the thing anymore. I'm like, shit. Oh, I'm really now extra paranoid. Because I kept thinking to myself, if he never plugs into that iPod, and he gets up and goes to the bathroom and grabs the iPod, I'm running to a stewardess. So <laughs> saying, that's some kind of device. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm you know, already thinking he's acting suspicious. Uh, so then I'm thinking, okay, this last thing they thwarted was they were going to blow up planes over major cities. So I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to do that at 30,000 feet. That serves no purpose. You know, they want to inflict damage on the ground and in the air, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's my thought. So now thinking, okay, I'm probably safe till we get close to LAX. Now I'm, you know, I'm on heightened alert again. I'm at 
you know, what's after orange? I don't know what the next yeah, one up red. Is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know, know either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sh- chartreuse. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm on the next level up now, and I'm thinking, God, just get this plane on the ground. I can't wait to get on the ground. And, you know, went uneventful. And who knows? Maybe he's, you know, an all-American kid that happens to be of Middle Eastern descent that knows that kind of stuff is just fucking with somebody. <laughs> and uh, But I couldn't help but be paranoid the whole time about this. And I couldn't wait to get off the plane. So we're finally off the plane. Our bags come out lickety-split. I was really happy. What time did your airplane land, by the way? Uh, 10.30, I think. So they had to pull us in. I, I probably by 10:40 because man, I usually am the type of person that'll sit and let, let everybody like bail off the plane. I jumped right up, grabbed all my crap out of the overhead, got everybody loaded up. We're off the plane as soon as possible. Get down to baggage, man. My stuff came out really quick. I'm happy. Couldn't find the phone number of the shuttle to pick me up. Okay, there's something on the wall. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, go across the little medium and you'll see your little concierge guy, whatever. He'll get you on the shuttle. I thought, I, in fact, I gotta go check my online reservation. I thought I had a shared to the airport, a private on the way home. That's the way I've done them before. They said, no, no, that's a shared reservation, and, you know, the bus will be right. I did not leave that freaking airport till 11.30. What? They put us on. They said, okay, it's going to be a shared shuttle. So these shuttles, they'd come by, oh, this one's for the L.A. area. This one's for the San Gabriel Valley. Oh, so they get Lord. us on, a, on an Orange County Beach one. They make this driver make another round. LAX to all their different stops. Oh, man. Okay, so sometimes he stopped at ones where there wasn't anybody there, and they finally called and told him to go to number four. He goes to number four, the people who got tired of waiting, they went and got on the super shuttle instead. Yeah. I was on prime time, which I had heard was supposed to be a good one. And they were cheaper than super, super shuttles. We'll never use prime time again. Now this guy's like hanging out the window practically. Hey, where, where are you? He'd be stopping people in the show. Where are you going? Oh, he's uh, trying to fill up his bus. Huh? Yeah, because they're really, my, it's prepaid. They're working for tips now, right? Because yeah. the, the company's getting the money. And so my tip level has just cut in half in my head. Because I'm tired of going around the airport sure. and waiting. I'm figuring, I've been on the ground for an hour now and I haven't left the airport. I expected to be home already. Because the last time we had the mm-hmm. Super Shuttle, it was a private one. They were. They came to the curb where I was. I didn't have to cross the medium. They were loaded up, and we were home. And I, I was just. I was super pissed off. And the guy said something about, "Oh, blah, blah. I go, oh, God, I hope so. I thought I'd be home by now. I've been on the <laughs> ground for almost an hour and a half." Oh and, man. Uh, then then he cut off a cop on the freeway, and the cop came on his little, uh, you know, oh, look before you change lanes because there was a wreck and. He just, you know, he then he was like rubbernecker. Instead of just okay, now that lanes have opened up, breeze through. He's like slowing down, looking at all the cars, making little comments, and um, you know, I was just seriously pissed off. I just wanted to be home. I was tired, and uh, well, but you made it home. You had a good trip. Made it home. Um, you know, terrorist on dry run, maybe next to me. So I said something to Karen this morning. I said, "Yo, I forgot to tell you last night." <laughs> she goes. She goes, the Arab guy sitting next to you? I'm like, yes, how'd you know? She, I, she says, every time he moves something out of his bag, I was probably, so I said, so you were watching him too? She goes, yeah. And my daughter made some comment. I said, that's not fair. And she said, said something about, you know, I, I think I've become a racist. I said, look, you can't judge, you know, the majority by the minority, but I understand your feeling. You feel like you're on edge sometimes with people. And she said some comment. I said, you know, I was kind of pissed off at her because she tends to, come up with things. I'm like, where'd this come from? We didn't teach you this crap. You know? <laughs> we didn't teach and, you this little you know, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they picked it up. School, friends, yeah. whatever. And I said, look, I said, Casey Kasem is Aram. I said, Tony Shalhoub, which they love Monk and, and uh, everything he's been in, though he's a little bit leftist for me. He's He seems like a pretty nice guy. I said, look, I, mean, I said, he's Middle Eastern. He's, he's of uh, Arab descent, I believe. I said, uh, Lebanese, you, maybe, I think. Yeah, yeah. maybe Lebanese. Or Syrian. Hey, Clinger, you know I mean? I said, do you think of uh, them badly? No, but I said, don't give me but. I said, you're really talking about a minority of people that give the majority of the bad the bad name. But I couldn't help but be paranoid. I, I got on a plane once going to Oakland with some turbines. And, of course, a lot of people have been quick to, to point out that uh, Middle Easterns are usually don't wear turbines. That's Indians yes. that wear turbines. Um so I don't know what they call the little wrap that Middle Eastern people wear, but it's not a turban. It's, I don't know, it's just head cover. It's just he- dust cover. I don't know. Dust cover. Um, uh, but 
anyway, so, so overall the trip was very good. I, I guess I got to kind of experience the parks from the person's perspective who might be somewhat physically challenged, who can't ride a lot of the thrill rides, which I, I start to notice are far more than I thought, having not being able to go on many of them. So wait, your trip sounds like my trip from last year. Did you go on Space Mountain? I did not, no. Did you go on Rock and Roller Coaster? No. Did you go on Tower of Terror? No. Gee, it sounds like my trip from last year. Yeah, Gee, mine was you go on because Splash I was <laughs> physically challenged, okay, not challenged by children <laughs> that you still. can baby swap. But still, you spent big money, you went, and you were you made the choice to limit your interaction with things. Oh no! I personally did not make the choice. You could have got my it. Body. You, you could have you could have popped some freaking painkillers and done it anyway. You uh, made a choice. You know what? I I've no, I've talked okay, about this, this before. Is, I can take eight hundred milligrams of Vicodin. Shut up for a second. This culture about fair yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. I I can take a eight hundred milligram pill of Vicodin and not even take the edge off of my back as a well, pain. I'm sorry, you're such that's, a drug that's user. A, you're such a good a drug pretty, user that doesn't yeah. that doesn't help you yeah. out. But hey, Karen, Karen was so <laughs> mad at me after uh, Everest when I almost passed out getting off the ride. Well, it sure sounds from, like you from, passed out from pain level. So, you know, yours was more by choice of hassle. Mine was uh, choice of pain. Tolerance and uh, management. I was pissed. My she knew I was pissed. I was miserable, uh, and the only uh, bright light at the end of the tunnel was I'm going back in December. Yeah. yeah. So. So don't uh, play any more baseball between now and then. Nah, I think I think more baseball's trips, off my list more for a tri- while. More trips to the voodoo doctor. Get your act back together. Uh, Tuesday morning, I'm going to be back there. Right. You know what? You know what's the real pisser? I feel like. Ninety-nine bucks today. Not quite a hundred, but good. I, no, it sucks because you know I just got done with a. You know, I still I say I did a lot of things, just not every last little thing I want to do. It's a much more slow pace trip than I've probably ever taken. Yeah, uh, but see, you know, you need to. It's it's all good. It's all it all goes to. I don't know. Yeah, I got eight hours of video, probably. 1,500 to 2,000 pictures. Uh, Start so, sharing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's, I, changed, you know, I was writing my next show while sitting in LAX. I think I'm going to change what I do my show on. I have some. I really have some disappointments with the park. I mean, we, you know, this is something we can do in our show as well as the other show. But um, I'm sorry, but a lot of the Magic Kingdom's attractions look and feel 35 years old. Uh, there's there's some serious work that needs to be done, which makes me appreciate. You know, the, those people that are saying after going to Disneyland, they appreciate Disney World more. And don't get me wrong, I love the bubble of Disney World, but I'm sorry, some of their attractions look and feel 30, 35 years old. All right. Uh, so, well, let's let's wrap this crap up, dude. I mean, we're already we're we're, we're shooting for three parts now. Uh, whatever. <laughs> well, still. All you, all you government hack jobs that can sit and listen all day. Yeah, I can't sit and listen. You can sit and listen more than I can. Yeah, so that might be true. Yeah, I know. I know for a fact it's true. I never listen at work. I cannot. All right. Well, let me, you know, let me be the first to say welcome back. Oh, oh, you're not the first because um, I got. I think already. Uh, Mr. Mark has said thanks or welcome back, and Brad has said welcome back. And yeah, to your face. So, uh, as much to my face as you are right now, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Well, but anyway, anyways, yeah. the the thing we should um, this is prudent or prudent. Some guy put a thing up on should he fake his three year old in as a two year old. Uh, oh. On the DPN, and don't you know? Don't go moral on me. So, all I said was, a three-year-old looks pretty small in a large adult's arms, more so than they do in a stroller. Not to say I've ever done that. Yeah. Um, not it wanting d- to use my sign-ins when I was a cast member. Depends on what, what side of three you're talking about. 
that, and I said, you know, not to cast a moral judgment, but when you pay for one movie and you stay for two or three, is that wrong? I, I don't know. Well, is it? I don't know. You don't know. You're now. You're. you're no, you're, no, no. Does 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 the ticket that you buy say this is good for one showing only? Does, does does anywhere in a movie theater say that your admission is for one showing only? You'll see lots of signs saying "Don't switch theaters," but they they ever tell you it's for one showing only? I believe it's both implied and implicit. Uh, well, implied. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Ernest, the legal mind, yeah. uh, can chime in. Chime but in. It is yes, I think is it is implied that uh, when your ticket tells you it's for a certain time and for a certain movie, and it's a per pri- you know per showing price because you're 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 picking the time yep. and the theater it's in it's it's one movie. I, I I'm just saying that this is um, it's really probably no different than that. Yes, you could push it and. No, I don't think a three-year-old should have to pay full price or whatever. The, when the they're 40 price. inches tall. Yeah, when they're when 40 they inches pay, tall and they can go on everything, then they pay full price. Yeah, I, I that I have no problem with. They, in fact, you know, that, that'd be an interesting thing to do is restructure the price based on what they can go on and can't go on or the uh, you know percentage of the, the yeah. attraction. So if you've got a tall kid, you're going to pay sooner, but they're going to use more of the park's amenities than a uh, challenged... Height challenge kid. <laughs> Alright, man. Let's freaking go. Okay. Let's call it quits. All right. No problem. Alright, so I'll say good morning because <laughs> we've rolled into the next day. Yeah, and, so what? And keep <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> and welcome back to Greg. Yay. Alrighty. Good night, then. Good morning, whatever. See you in the next show. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. 